Hi, I'm Nick, and next to me is Amada, and we are Five Kids Deep. We are a co-parenting podcast that uh, just recently started, where we just kind of talk about the the five kids we have. Amada has two boys, I have three girls, and we just wanted to share kind of how we're going about life and co-parenting, and thought that there's some insights and some humor into our lives that you might enjoy. So here we go. Uh, Today, Amada... We were going to talk about, do you remember? We were going to talk about how our, our families are accepting of our, our kids and, and how, you know, over time, because we both come from previous relationships where we had kids with other partners, how over time, like the, the way that the family accepts our, our kids and, and the two of us in a relationship has changed and, and just kind of like what that looks like. Or but, not accept. Or not accept. So um, why don't you start us off? So this topic came up because I was actually talking to one of my family members this morning in regards to, um, you know, just the dynamics uh, during the holidays on how to um, share time, share time with, you know, our previous relationships, you know, our um our exes, basically. Um, my family member had, you know, told me like, why, you know, do I get such a small amount of time, you know, versus the other parent getting more time, you know, and it's hard, it's hard for our families to understand that there's court orders in place, or if there's not a court order, there's some type of understanding between, you know, the two parents to share the time, you know, um, with the children <laughs> there goes so you know <laughs> i know the, the counter is going to go up that's okay well that's that's a good start and it is it has been very difficult for me especially with my family to try to communicate why the schedule is the way it is and and they don't understand why things need to be this way now because they were never that way before so all of these holidays that are coming up the, the complications with trying to figure out how to spend time with our families and also like ensure that they get some quality time with the kids during the holidays has, has been challenging um, for me. I, I know you've been through it a lot in the past. Yeah, I've, I've actually been divorced from their dad for um, over eight years. So, you know, the kid, my boys have gotten used to it. You know, the whole change and the dynamics. The only thing they ask is normally, you know, like, who has us, you know, on the actual day or who has us the day before or who has us the weekend of, you know, because, you know, obviously they don't keep track. They just know that they want to um, spend time with each parent. And, you know, it, it honestly works out pretty good um, if, you know, you can communicate with the other parent. If you can communicate <laughs> with the other parent and um, come to an understanding. Um, I've gotten to the point where, you know, he actually, um, brings up the court order. He'll tell me like, oh, this year's your holiday. So you get the kids on Christmas and you get them at nine o'clock in the morning and then it's my weekend. So I expect them, you know, back home Saturday morning at nine o'clock in the morning. And, you know, it's fine because I prepare myself you know, and I try to make plans around 
um, the, the time I do have with them. And then next year, you know, it's vice versa. Like the time flips and I get to have them. Um, I did notice uh, last year for you that it was really tough on your family because, you know, you were going and are still going through, you know, a lot of changes in regards to schedule and, um, you know, getting used to the holidays on top of COVID, you know, on top of COVID, you know, trying to um, plan everything ahead and, you know, our parents having to, like this year, I'm going to, we're going to celebrate with my family a mm-hmm. week before the holiday for, you know, because we have all of our kids the weekend before. So we're all going to, you know, take the trip down to see my family and celebrate the weekend before because um, Nick and I have our kids um, only the day of Christmas this year, both of us. So um, our families also want to see all of our kids, you know, their cousins and aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. And last year we didn't get to really celebrate Christmas with your family. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, I don't think I had most of my custody in place until right before Christmas last year. So the holidays was just crazy because it was just basically, do I have the kids or not? We don't have agreements around it. Um, it was very bare bones at that time. So this year is a little different because there is more structure in place, but it, it's hard to communicate that to my family still because they forget or they don't understand or the, the days don't make sense to them. Why I don't get extra time when the girls are out of school. It's, it's all still uh, new to them, but I'm glad that this year, now that we've been together over a year, uh, we've been able to kind of bring both of our families into the holidays and we're getting to celebrate it with both sides of the family. So, which brings me to, um, talk about, you know, what we initially wanted to talk about, which is, you know, how do our families react or certain family members in our family react on, you know, us being a blended family now? Um, I'm going to give an example. I, you know, like I said, I've been divorced eight years from their dad and I've, you know, dated here and there, um, not a lot, but a little. And so our families, my family didn't know, like, you know, when am I going to like, be like, okay, this is it. And now that I'm pushing 40, (laughs) you know, it's about time. So I, you know, I you met can't say Nick. you're pushing 40 until you're pushing 40. Oh my God. I am wait. pushing 40. It's like what, years. a year away? <laughs> a year away. So I, you know, um, I, I tell my kids, I have a teenager, and I tell my son, you know, I don't believe in settling. And when I say that, settling in the way of just because my family or my friends want to see me, you know, settle down. I'm not going to be with someone who either doesn't make me happy or there's a flaw in them that I'm like, I can't be with this person and deal with the flaw for the rest of my life. Um, I know that there, you know, there were people that I dated that, you know, of course they wanted to, you know, settle, but I, there, there were certain things that I told myself like, okay, I can't accept this. You know, for example, like I can't accept someone who tells me off the bat, like, Oh, I'm naturally flirtatious and I have a lot of female friends on my phone. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is that because you had uh, relationships that didn't go anywhere, perhaps that now because a relationship is going somewhere, 
and it, it's been a strong relationship that you know your family might not quite believe or understand that you're serious this time and that you know they maybe they're more reluctant to be open and willing to accept my girls and myself as you know kind of like your family now because they see that in the past you've had other relationships that might not have worked out. So yeah, and they're reluctant. They, they were reluctant. Yeah. My my mom actually has always told me that I am better by myself because, you know, I basically am self-made. I know that's such a cliche, but, you know, I own my own business. I make my own money. I have my own things. Never once have I had to count on a partner, you know, or a man to give me anything that I needed or my children needed. So, you know, my mom was always very big on like, you don't need to be, you know, tied down. You don't need to be legally married. Of course, she wants to see me happy, you know, and she knew that at some point I was going to meet someone. And I, like I was telling you a minute ago with my own son, I told my son, you know, like you have to make sure you find someone that you're compatible with, someone who's going to make you happy, who's going to make you laugh, someone you can see yourself growing with. Um, I know that when I was younger and I married young, you know, I was with their dad and I grew. And so did he, he grew out of me. He grew out of how I was as a person. You know, you go through changes in your life where, where you want different things. You want different right. things, you know, you want a different life. You no longer find in that person what you thought you saw at the very beginning. Yeah. That's you know, like what you, you know, at the beginning, of course, everything's all great, you know, and rainbows and butterflies and the, the sun shines out of their ass. Awesome. But yeah, <laughs> but, you know, as time passes, people grow, mm -hmm. you know, and that's just a way of life. You know, I, I see. So with the work that I do, I see it a lot. You know, I get divorces where people come in and they they're in their 50s or in their 60s. And they tell me, you know, he's not the person that I married. He's not the person I knew 30 or 40 years yeah, ago. Yeah, or I can't continue with my life like this. Yes, because like, I'm more happy. Yeah. Yes. And that's important. That's another mm -hmm. thing, you know, finding your happiness. Yeah, or not I, feeling stuck, not feeling like you're, you know, that you're in a unhappy, you know, partnership. Exactly. You're, you're, you know, you're subjecting your kids to a lie and mm -hmm. like you're living this lie. So, you know, you can't do that to yourself. That Everyone deserves to find their own happiness. And even like you said, like, you don't need anyone, but that's only from a financial perspective. Like it is good to have a partner that complements you and provides you with other things. It's not always financial, right? So <laughs> I, I agree. He's yeah. right. Um, it's not always financial. Um, even though money and finances are a big part of a relationship, especially well, it's, a, it's a burden, especially in the, in the United States. Like people yeah. live and where we live, like people have a lot of expenses even just food. Um, but yeah, I mean, finance is big, but it's not the only thing that, you know, drives whether or not, you know, people are being um, compensated for what they need in a relationship. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, being with someone for the wrong reasons is never good. Uh, I know a lot of people, and I've told you also, you know, from experience, I have friends and I have people in my past and, you know, that marry or stay with someone for financial reasons or for mm -hmm. security mm -hmm. or because of a certain lifestyle that that person's able to provide them with. But um, in reality, deep down inside, look, those people aren't happy, you know, and I, 
I, I feel really bad for people like that, honestly. But at the same time, like you said, I believe in people finding their happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the subject about being in a relationship with a blended family. Oh, did we go off topic? Yeah, we went off topic. <laughs> so, um, can I have a tissue? Yeah. So I, I know no, my nose is running COVID at the mid again every week. What I have, I have allergies and it's raining here today. So when it rains, I always get allergies. So anywho, so we were talking about, um, you know, being in a family that is blended. We have five children. I have noticed that, you know, even with your family, it's been tough for your family to accept that you and me are a thing. You know, I remember yeah. at the very beginning, you know, I would tell you like certain family mm-hmm. members in your family, um, they would talk about your previous relationship and it got under my skin because I felt mm-hmm. like, you know, in some way, like why talk about that person if that person's not able to defend themselves, one. And two, that person's now in the past. There's someone new. You know, people need to move forward. Um, right. I, I think my family had a harder time with that because of it still being <clears throat> relatively fresh and just because there were still some issues that were being resolved and there still are issues that are being resolved um, to just get to the end of that. So like sometimes when when other people don't see the end there, they don't see a beginning. You know, it's it, when it, it might be an end for me a long time ago and I began something new a long time ago, maybe there's still like, no, this hasn't quite ended yet. Like we're not ready for the new beginning. I don't know quite how they think about it, but like I can and, see that. And I, I agree. And I yeah. know, you know, when we talk about our family, we both have older, you know, parents even. Um, they grew up in a different time. They did. You know, you know relationships were different mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. yeah. And change is hard. Yeah. Change is hard for them. I know some of my family members are having a hard time with COVID. Yeah. Um, the change is hard. The change you know, changing from what they're used to and what they know to now having to completely change your life. And, you know, even with COVID and, you know, with the relationship. I think COVID also just the fact that people are more reserved and they don't, they can't do as much together. I think it's limited our interactions with both of our families in some ways, because, you know, maybe we could have been more involved with doing things with our families that would have showed them how close we are. And would have helped them understand that this is a real thing, you know, um, you know, you should be more accepting of our kids. I think we've had like an opportunity to hang out with all of our kids with both sets of our parents, mm-hmm. you know, a few times, mm-hmm. not, but not a lot. So we haven't, uh, we've done more together as a, a family together than we have with our extended family together. So I think we, we need more of those experiences and hopefully, you know, as people start to get healthy again, and, and this maybe hopefully fades in the background soon, you know, we'll be able to have more opportunities to spend with our entire families to show them that, you know, this is real, like this isn't just, you know, a quick thing, you know. And which leads me to my next yeah. point, like. I did, you know, was that one? Yeah, one or two? Like two. <laughs> um, do you even need your family's approval? I feel like I'm at an age now no. and I know this sounds completely mean when I say this and, you know, somewhat disrespectful, but do you even need your family's approval? Like, to be honest, like I don't need my family's approval if I am completely happy with whoever I'm with, you know, they don't know the life I live or the relationship I have. 
Um, I live, you know, a little bit away, you know, away from my family. So, you know, it's not like they're at my house every day. Yeah. Um, and your family as well. You know, uh, your family doesn't live um, that close. They live semi-close, but they don't live that close to where, you know, they're going to be at our house every single day. And I've been really stubborn about that in the past. I've never seeked my family's approval. And sometimes to my own, mm-hmm. like, later, you know, um, frustration with not taking advice or, you know, or paying attention to uh, warning signs, you know, maybe I should sometimes pay more attention to them, but at the same time, like I need to set up boundaries with them so that they understand that, you know, certain things are okay and other things are not okay. But ultimately like every individual lives their own life. They have to make their own decisions and do what's best for them. And sometimes other people have selfish uh, motives as Mm -hmm. to, you know, why they don't want to see them do X, Y, Z. For example, like I, I used to live really close to where my parents are and I don't live there anymore. And I'm sure, mm-hmm. you know, they would like to see events in my life happen that forced me to move back. But I'm, I'm yeah, really happy I, that I can I, hear your mom in my head saying yeah. every single time, you know, we talk about something. She's tells us like, oh, you can always move back to San Leandro. Yeah, it, and, it's like they want to see you fail conveniently. Mm-hmm, it's like. Mm-hmm in some senses that's what that would look like if I moved back back to where they live so I'm not interested in doing that like I feel like I finally after all these years have began my adult life you know I feel like I kind of went through this like young adult life for a very long time and And it's funny because when we when I met you um there was a lot of things that you know I've done alone yeah and I told you as well like you know Again, I, I don't mean to disrespect, but I'm like, I felt like you had a lot of your family making decisions for you, for, yeah. you know. They and, wanted to be, they wanted to put get involved because they felt like some things were not being handled correctly. Or, and and, you, yeah. and I, I, I totally. But they don't know, they didn't know what I was going through or what I had to do. So, yeah. you know. and, and I agree. I mean, yeah. I can actually hear my mom in my head right now saying, you know, mother knows best. Because my mom, you know, always has said that to me that mother know, knows best. Like she mm-hmm. can see things happening to me before they even happen. Right. And then when they do happen to me, I'm like, why didn't I listen to her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, for example, when I, when I got divorced, you know, um, a long time ago, my mom told me, like, why don't you move back? You know, you have no business still staying there. But to me, what was more important was my children having a relationship with their dad. That's yeah. always been a huge priority to me because he is the other parent, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of I know there's people that bring in other people in their life and try to force their children on their new partner, you know, and basically see them as a father figure, which, you know, I can't knock that either because everybody's relationship is different. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I don't agree with, in my situation, like my kid's dad has always wanted to be involved. What, you know, yes, we bump heads. Yes, we have different views. Yes, you know, there's, we're different. That Obviously, that's why we're divorced. Mm Um, and I, I see it as whatever. And I tell my kids this, you know, those are adult problems. However, I feel towards their father, you know, are there adult problems? It has nothing to do with my children. At the end of the day, we both love our kids. Mm-hmm. You know, we obviously parent differently. You know, we want different things for them, but we both care for their well being and their happiness. And I know that is, um, that that's just something that we both, you know, feel that way. My, my family, you know, feel like they felt 
they don't they don't say it anymore because they know I'm not going to listen. But, you know, they felt like as soon as I got divorced, I should have just picked up my stuff, grabbed my kids and moved back home. Right. But I, again, you know, I <clears throat> could manage financially my own life with my kids, you know, where I was living and I was living in Marin um, and I was able to and to financially support us, you know, in our lifestyle. But then, you know, uh, we made a change and we ended up moving to Brentwood. Right. Which is completely fine. You know, we, we, my kids and me were fine. And, um, yeah, here I am now, two years later. Yeah. With you made nickety Nick. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't really have too much more to say about this, but I, I do want to also say like our, we, when we talk about our families, we're not just talking about our parents. Like, you know, I have two brothers, you have two sisters. I think one of my brothers, because of what he's been through, he's had a hard time accepting you too. Um, yeah, I agree. But he, I mean, I, I feel like he is just guarded, just like, you know, he has to be guarded, just like I have to be guarded about, you know, not walking into something, you know, that happened to us in the past, like being more careful about who it is, you know, we're with and like, you know, meeting for the right reasons. And I feel like I've already found that in you. Um, so quickly, I didn't intend to, that wasn't my intention, but it happened. And I'm, I'm really happy that it did because we have a healthy relationship. But I feel like our, you know, our, our family, not just our parents have been difficult too to accept it. And whether or not we have a very strong relationship with our siblings, like, they're, they come into play too. So yeah, my sisters, they, you know, see me being in a relationship and bringing my kids into it, you know, because my, obviously my boys know you and they yeah. know the girls, they see it as they don't want nothing to happen to my kids. They don't right. want them to be emotionally hurt if you and me don't work out. And we talk about that, you know, mm -hmm. we both talked about that. I have, I have, um, oh, belly. Weird. They called twice, hung up twice. I know. Yeah. So <laughs> I've um when when you said that you know our our siblings, my siblings as well, you know, um, my sisters, my my little sister who um, she doesn't have children yet, you know, but she doesn't really you know stick her nose in my business. <laughs> um, I'm the older one. I know mm -hmm. you're the older one as well. And yeah, sometimes it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you know, especially in our siblings. You said your brother, it's hard for your brother to, you know, kind of accept me. But then I know this sounds mean when I say this, but does he really need to accept me? Like no. I, I've been with you and you live with me, you know, and we are making a life. Um, it is family is important to us, but we're older. And I see it that way too, um, as in I'm older. So if I make a decision, whether it's a good one or a bad one, it's on me. You know, right. I'm the one that's going to have to take myself out of this bad situation if it's a bad situation you know or I'm the one that's gonna have to you know dive into it if it's a great situation and it, but you know it's good for yeah. my kids and it's good for me and you and the girls yeah and over time I think our family can see that we and that's what it is it's yeah, time, it's time. Mm -hmm. they can see that we have a healthy dynamic because they can see that you know we're not fighting that I'm not calling them crying you know about something that happened or you know, whatever, like get emotional about something be between you and I, like that's not happening. We have a good, healthy relationship. So it's, and, and Which, when we do, if we do have any kind of disagreement, like we find a way to work it out and we, 
you know, try, try to do that, you know, just between the two of us and don't involve our kids. So I feel like we're showing them that what we have is good. And, um, and when, and when you say that, that, you know, not involving our kids, um, there are situations and I'm going to bring up the situation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So a couple, like a week ago, we had a, a disagreement and um, I don't know what happened in your past, but when one of the girls told your mom about it, your mom thought like the worst, you yeah. know, your mom was like, Oh my God, what happened? And when I heard her talking to you, I was kind of like shocked. Cause I'm like, and I, te- I felt so compelled to text her. And I told you, I felt so compelled to text her because I wanted to let her know it wasn't crazy, you know. Because well, she thought it was showing a sign of a pattern. Yeah. And, and she was holding me accountable for it because, yeah. you know, of my past. So and, and it's and I had to yeah. text her and I, you know, I like I told you, I felt like I needed to text her and let her know, like, hey, it wasn't anything crazy. There was no like people throwing stuff, slamming doors, you know, cussing each other out or yeah. police calling. It was nothing like that. It was. We had a disagreement. Um, Nick told me, hey, can we talk? And then we went to the room. And of course, we have three very, very curious daughters. So, you know, they were listening and we were talking and, you know, they heard me cry because I was frustrated. And um, you had said, you know, like, oh, maybe we should think about, you know, other options, like even probably breaking up. And so, of course, when they heard that, they didn't like it. So, you know, it it was kind of um, shocking to them, even with my own boys, you know, my son's 14 and my son doesn't want to see even my nine-year-old too. They don't want to see me um, basically give up because they like you. Yeah. You know, they don't want to see me give up, especially if it's over something stupid. And to be honest, I like when I stop and I think about it, it was my frustration uh, and then when I'm frustrated, I'm kind of, I don't know how to sugarcoat my feelings. Yeah. And then it was me having a boundary about like the thing I'm trying to do good. And like, when you like attack my character like that, I'm like, yeah, no, that's not okay. Like what now, now I'm upset. Like now, how do I react to yeah. you saying like one of maybe three things that would, you know, make me question, you know, why, you know, why we were together. So we had to both get over those things separately because well, and not, communication and together because and, I had to explain to you why that hurt mm-hmm. my feelings. But like we had to get over that moment of like wanting to be confrontational to having to, you know, be able to hash it out and figure out, you know, why this. And the thing is, is like every single one of our um, disagreements has always been about people outside of our relationship. Yeah. So yeah, that's it, the it, saddest thing about it. It yeah, has it, nothing to do with it us. It has nothing to do with us, like us doing something to each other. It's basically something that frustrates us from, you know, a, another person that, you know, we both may know or a situation that we're both in. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm very forward. I'm very, uh, I don't know how to sugarcoat how I'm feeling at the moment. I'm very like, this is how I feel. I don't like it. And then I'll just be super blunt about my feelings. And you're not very um, used to that, you know, and I even told your parents when I texted them and I was very close with your parents, you know, I don't know how to sweep stuff under the rug. I don't like doing that. I like when I have a problem, I like figuring it out, talking about it, moving on. I don't, I don't like to hold anything in. I don't, I don't believe in someone holding in all this bad energy and all this, you know, these bad feelings that they have towards another person 
especially if they're the person that you know you're with and one day just exploding and just letting you know like hey i hate this about you this about right. you you do this well, that's that a, one time this happened like yeah. i don't believe in none of that i'm like this is how i felt this is how you made me feel right now and this is how i don't like it and i know you feel some type of way and i'm sorry you feel that way but I am very upset and this is how I'm dealing with it because I need to tell you. Well, I feel like we both need to give that to each other because we both came from relationships that didn't provide that to us. And then that those people and so then, you know, they build up contempt towards us and then they acted on it. Yeah, I used so, to be that way. I used to be that yeah, woman that kind of I held it in a little bit too and then I'd blow up. Yeah. So but I, I would blow up. I wouldn't go out and do something like contemptuous or, mm -hmm. you know, it's just revengeful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I I used to be that way. When I was younger, I used to be very like I would just be submissive. I wouldn't say how I felt. I would yeah. always say nothing's wrong with me, even though something was wrong with me. And yeah, there was a, a breaking point, you know, there was a breaking point where I'm like, I hate you. This is how I feel. I hope you die. Like I was super like that. But again, people grow as mm -hmm. I got older and experienced other things and, uh, you know, dated people. And I'm like, dude, I don't like that. I don't like that. I definitely don't like that. You mm -hmm. know, I just got to know what I wanted. Right. And when I, you know, met you, I already knew that I'm super like, now I'm like forward. I'm just like, you told me this. I don't like it. This is how I feel about it. And moving forward, I don't ever want to hear that come out of your mouth again. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't talk about anything. No. No. But again, we, I guess you kind of went off topic again, but yeah. I, you know, anyways, I think we kind of covered the topic well about how our families are being accepting of us. It's just, you know, it, I think the ultimate like takeaway from our conversation was that like, you don't really need your family's approval to make the best life for yourself. You know, you can still go and do that as long as, you know, for us, I think the most important thing for both of us is making sure that we're being mindful of what's best for our kids. And I think that you're very good at that with the boys and the girls. And I feel like I'm learning how to do that as time goes on. And you've taught me a lot just by how you're a parent and how you raise your boys. And I've taken a lot of positive things out of how you make the best life for your kids. And, and one of the things I've always known, like you've always told me, but it's the most impressive thing about you is you've done most of this alone with your kids. Like, you know, you've, You've had partners here and there, but like you've been the mom for the boys and and you've been a single mom for those boys like for many years. And your family has kind of been in the background and, you know, they're not very close by. So you you've had to, you know, have this burden on your yourself for a very long time. And yeah, I, like so I, when know. you tell me, you know, um, I know in your previous, you know, uh, relationship, you told me, you know, that you're parents um say they're gonna help they're gonna do this they're gonna do that and i told you you know mm -hmm. you shouldn't always have to count on your parents right you know you brought the kids into this world you know with your previous partner yeah and it's your guys' responsibility like and that's how i felt you know my family wasn't close by and also i didn't like the fact that like my you know pre their dad you know, his family was close by, but everybody has their own life, you know, yeah. like I know, you know, in his family, there were people, you know, that were still working, they were very busy, you know, and they couldn't stop their life to take care of my kids. 
That's right. You know, I, and then that's when, you know, I told you my kids had nannies, my kids had babysitters, you know, they went to daycares and, and it was fine. Yeah. But there's a lot of kids that have that life. People need to make a lot of adjustments mm-hmm. to their life to mm-hmm. make it work for their kids so that they, they're still, you know, providing for their kids, but at the same time, like they're still being a parent for their kids. And yeah. I, I feel like, you know, that was a big adjustment for me too, because when I did have my kids, I still had to find ways to like make sure that I was the only one taking care of them. And, um, you know, what did that look like time-wise? What did that and look like And even work, now you when know? you have the girls, um, I know you get upset sometimes when you're like, I need you to like spend more time with the girls. And I tell you, you have very limited time right now. And I am in the background as in like, I'm making dinner, I'm prepping for, you know, an activity, or I'm prepping yeah. for, you know, I'll run to the store. But it's more of like, I'm in the background, because you have this limited time that I want you to spend every moment with them, you know, and there are times where you're like, hey, I'll go and, you know, pick up the boys. And so I stay with the girls, and we have our little talks, you know, I do like baking with them, or we do tea time. I don't see it that way, though. I, I see it as like, you need to spend just as much time with them as I do, because they get a lot from you that they need as well. And it's a different type of nurturing, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you're not their biological mother, but you provide for them things that, you know, they might not get from their biological mother, mm-hmm. or just a different experiences that they enjoy and, and that they look forward to. So it's not just about them spending time with their dad. It's about them spending time with their dad and his family mm-hmm. and them being part of that family. So I, I think that's, and the boys need that too when, when they're here too. They yeah, I agree. Too. Like I know that the boys have a different uh, relationship and dynamic with you than they do with their dad, yeah. you know? And, and I love it. I love it because I know their dad provides a different type of relationship, like you said, mm-hmm. um, as you do. And I know with the girls too, because the girls are very, you know, vocal about how, you know, their relationship with their mom is. And yeah. um, it was funny because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, my son, I was having a talk with him and my son told me, um, I told him, uh, you know, I didn't have girls. I only have two boys. And then my son goes, well, maybe God didn't give you bo- a girl's you know, that you actually had, but he's giving you three girls now. Mm-hmm. And he's right. Like when I, I think of the girls all the time, you know, even when I'm Amazon shopping, <laughs> cause I'm like a pro at that now, <laughs> but you know, I, I always think of them. I think yeah, of them, whether it be like, Oh, it's something that JJ likes or, Oh my God, Ollie would love this dress or the, the hair color chalk that Brie wants because she saw her cousin Carrie have it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just small things that, you know, remind me of the girls, even though they're not with us all the time, but it just, you know, yeah. they've, all, they've made a huge impact in my life. Right. We're both thoughtful for our other partner's kids mm-hmm. and, and that's just, just being a decent human, you know, it's like, yeah. that's just why we are. But anyway, I, I think we have a lot more to talk about in future episodes, but let's, let's just end this one. But I hope, hope you guys enjoyed this. This is our first uh, video podcast we're doing if you're watching on youtube so if you're listening to us on a podcast platform you can also check us out on youtube and uh we don't know how to look at the camera we'll figure it out I, know. These things. I don't know what the hell we're doing anyway uh, take care and we will be back with another one maybe in a week mm-hmm. see ya